6 a.m. run family community uh, podcast listeners. Uh, as always, I start every episode thanking you guys first and foremost for you know being part of this community and helping grow our podcast. Um, I know you might not hear this episode for a few weeks after I'm recording it. But uh, every episode, you know, we're seeing these download numbers grow, grow, grow. And I really thank you guys. It's our 6AM Run community that continues to help us do things like this and these initiatives. Today, I have someone that I've been seeking out to get on the show. Very much a jack of all trades. I don't want to waste their time. Uh, This is a reschedule. This person's been very patient with me. But this is like someone I really wanted because... I know you guys, we're all, we talk about running a lot, but we also, we're all adults and we all live our daily lives. Uh, Julian Hayes, welcome to the show. I know you are like a little bit of everything, entrepreneur, business coach, (laughs) you are into fitness, but let me let you hype yourself up because I feel like there's no better hype person than yourself. So Julian, please introduce yourself, say hi to the community and go ahead and you say why I pinged you to be on this episode. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate that. Appreciate the gracious um, introduction right there. And, you know, patience is fine. I think things happen when they're supposed to happen. You know, I had a call with my mentor right before here, and he's like, I know you're going to be okay. The only thing you lack is patience. And so the universe is going to test me with patience in all different scenarios. And it's going to see if I have actually learned, am I taking this advice? So I had no problem with it. In fact, I smiled. Because, yeah. you know, it's another time to display patience. But anyway, probably one of the reasons that you reached out to me and we connected initially is because it's a little blend of everything kind mm-hmm. of with what I do. And at the core is health and performance and longevity focus. But mm-hmm. over the years, just from talking with different clients, working with different people and writing and researching and being a podcast host myself, I've gotten more and more into the world of performance and I've gotten more and more into seeing that a lot of our health problems or sometimes motivations or lack of motivation with exercising is really not a fitness or health problem. It's more like a life problem. So I have studied a bunch of different disciplines, but at the core, I'm all about upgrading the entire human system. Right. Talk about to coaching. You were going to get into physical fitness a little bit. You talk about mentorship. Is it business coaching that you do for entrepreneurs? No, no, no. It's no, actually, oh. it's, it's actually health and it's health and performance. Oh, okay. Okay. I was, cause I, I know. So too, you're into the entrepreneurial, but mm-hmm. okay, let's start with the coaching for physical and then let's start, then let's switch it. Let's start physical mm-hmm. fitness. How did you get into kind of like, or what's the trajectory to, this is a question I always have. I see trainers, I see mm-hmm. coaches, I see people that are out there. How did you get into what you got into? Yeah. So, you know, so currently people need titles to kind of understand things. So I'm technically an executive health consultant and I gave myself that name. By the way, everything on LinkedIn is a name someone gave themselves. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then somebody else gave me the name epigenetic atelier, you know? And so I went with those names because they're different. I needed a way to stand out in the marketplace, but also those things really resonated with me. But a little backstory is I initially went to medical school. I completed my first year, but during that time in medical school, I decided just through a lot of different random occurrences through that time that this wasn't the path for me. I'm very much interested in health, but not necessarily being a surgeon. I wanted to be an ophthalmologist. Oh, wow. Okay. I just love the eyes. I can go on a whole episode with just about the eyes, but we'll save that. Maybe another one. I'm just joking. So, you know, after that, after I leave school and everything, I get into personal training. So I just need a job. So I go to a gym and I'm personal training and that's going well. And then I branch out and go on my own. But throughout the years, I think there's more in terms of what the human body is yeah. capable of, more than just what we're told that we can do. 
And so I go down this rabbit hole of learning about genetics and different biohacking and nearly every single thing with the body. And over the course of time, a nutrition coach doesn't just fit me. And that's where you kind of get these things in. And so now today's practices, I kind of see myself as like the CEO of someone's body. I like that. Yeah. And I have colleagues and peers who would do the fitness programming. So it's like a performance team. It's because I saw athletes get it. And I was like, you know, that would be cool if I can create a service like that. And so we have a giant whiteboard. I'm really into data. So I take a lot of data, do a lot of different assessments. And it's truly a bespoke custom process. And during that time, I'm very good with data. I'm very good at piecing things together. And then if there's something I don't know, or if there's a more something specially related that's needed to be with this particular person, then that's where I'll reach out to some of my friends okay. and stuff. And I'll just say, hey, I'm going to take care of them. This is the issue I got. What do you think? And we go from there. Wow. I like that. You know, I always say a personal, like, it's funny you mentioned that. I have like, not a love hate, that's the wrong word. Mm-hmm. Personal trainers, I feel like, I can't explain it. Like, I feel like they have a purpose, right? I know, you know, personal trainers are necessary. Mm -hmm. I will say the better ones, in my opinion, because here's the thing, right? If anything, what 2022 or 2020 has taught us is that you don't need to teach me how to do a workout. I can go on YouTube and learn a workout. Exactly. Do I maybe need a hype man or woman in my corner sometimes? Absolutely. Do uh, a buddy of mine who is a personal trainer, he says to me, Hami, I know everyone's like deepest, darkest secrets, dude. It's crazy. I'm, I'm like their best friend. They just don't call me that. Right. So there's, it's almost like it's like they're a psychologist or psychiatric person for this people, for their clients. I mean, not the, you know, so it's like, but where I don't like, it's like, dude, this is how I got my arms to do it this way. This is what you got to do. I like your point. You're like, look, let's do it this way. I never forget my funny kind of personal trainer story is I'm on a treadmill at a gym. I see a personal trainer start doing an assessment with a person. The guy's like, my arms look good. I'm trying to get rid of this. Mm-hmm. I see an open treadmill next to me. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, this personal trainer is about to put this dude next to the treadmill next to me. He's like, oh yes, let's continue to get your arms bigger. And the dude took the guy, he just said he's fine with his arms, right? Yeah. He said he wants to lose weight, tone up. This guy wants obviously some cardio stuff, but that's just, I'm like, sometimes I get upset when I hear the stories where personal trainers don't listen. My buddy who I just said is a really great personal trainer. His approach, very similar to yours, but a little different. He's like, look, I'm dealing with people who want to look good, but I'm also finding out they're in physical pain. Mm -hmm. So let me at least address the pain first. If I get your knee feeling better, then I can get you to run. Exactly. Is that kind of what you're thinking too? Yeah, that's a great approach with that example right there. You know, and I love that approach. And you know, the thing with training, I love training, but it's the wild, wild west. And a lot of things in health are the wild, wild west. And that's the thing. You have a few bad apples that ruin it that ruins sure. it for everyone. And to this day, if I would just wasn't as curious as I am, I probably still would have just been regarded as a trainer and I would have just developed that even more. But right. my Absolutely. curiosity just with myself and pushing my limits just led me down this rabbit hole that I'm currently in now. And it just keeps expanding because right. one of my personal needs in life is to always feel like I'm growing. And, like so, that. and that's just, I apply that to everything. Mm-hmm. What um, do, mentors in that space, who do you have? Who do you think? I do want to go back to mentorship because mm-hmm. I think that you were talking about mentor when we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Who were some influential people you took from? Because I know like even we were talking in the podcast, I've taken things from people, whether it was social media, whether it was people I've never met, but I know I take a lot of things from different people to get to yeah. the 
place I want to get to. Can you tell me maybe some people you've drawn inspiration from to get where you are now? Yeah, I read a lot of books, but in terms of like just consuming what you would call influencers, I really don't consume a lot of influencers. In fact, I'm actually, I meet a lot of business people who are pretty successful and I meet them offline. They don't have no social media presence. I'm more fascinated by those people because I've always wanted to be fairly private Okay. in my regard. And so that's, I never wanted to be. We were talking, I, yeah, we were talking about that. But yeah. like, like the Gary V's, or and I've seen some of their content. I like Gary V. I like his approach of just keep going, volume, volume, volume. And I think that's a great fitness analogy as well. Just keep running, running, keep running, running. You get better. Yeah. Keep working out. Keep lifting weights. Keep doing your things over and over and over. He's very process oriented. Yeah. And so I love that. I love that from him. And I like David Goggins. You know, oh yeah, the running community loves that guy. I like David and, Goggins. He was he was a big inspiration for me getting to run. I like David Goggins, awesome. and but really, I just I read a lot of books, and I somehow get lucky and just meet people throughout my day to day, and I just ask questions. And nice. yeah, let me ask you this, and anyone listening, and and going to take a couple things away from this favorite book you've read recently or in the past. Let's see. I don't have it with me, but I have a book called, well, Outwitting the Devil's Good. Okay. What is that about? It's Napoleon Hill. I Uh say it's like Think and Grow Rich, but on steroids. Okay. And it's a more controversial Think and Grow Rich. I'll put it that way. And so so, um, I love that book. And this is another mindset book. It's called Thought Vibration, The Law Uh of Attraction in the Thought World. Okay. And the other book in here is called Your Invisible Power. So I'm big into thinking about our thoughts and having that be the basis of everything. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, everything starts with thought. Mm -hmm. And I was having this conversation the other day at the gym. And I was telling them that when I first got started, I had this image in my head of what I was going to grow into. You know, I even bought a shirt two sizes up because that's what I was going to grow into. And I just had to look at that. But I had this image in my head and that started everything. And even when I started running, I had this image of how I was going to be able to run. Okay. Even though I was far from that when I first started, but I knew where I was going to. And I had that that's image in my it. head. I mean, that's one of the first things I always tell people to do is just to really get this image in your head of what optimal health looks like. How do you want your body to move and feel? Get in minute detail with it. Because a lot of times, and I noticed this big time in personal training, people will come up to you and tell you what they want. And it's really not what they want. It's really what they think they should want. Mm-hmm. or what they see that everybody else has. And they think that's what they think they should have. Okay. And so those are the two, those are some books there. I'm reading a book. It's called The Energy Formula by Sean Wells. It's a pretty good book. And then I also have The Science and Technology of Growing Young by Sergey Young. So oh, that's, wow. a, that's another good book. So that's just a few that I'm reading right now. One thing real quick I want to take, like I think you mentioned in a couple of places on your bio, some entrepreneurship. Obviously what you do is you do run your own business at the end of the day. I think people mm-hmm. don't give training and coaching um, the respect of entrepreneurship that it really is. You still have to go out there, get clients, market yourself and do so much work, right? What I love though, that I got from some of the books you say you're reading, I think what entrepreneurs are good at, leaders are good at is saying, it's tough, right? I'm a little conflicted on this and you'll hear where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. I think you need to see the first. There was something I saw on social media where a guy's trying to go through like the woods and it's really foggy and cloudy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know where I'm going. Like, I don't know where, what, where I got to go. And like, so whoever's with him says, yeah, but can you see your first step? He's like, yeah. Yes. He's like, all right, take that first step. 
But I do think where an entrepreneur and where a leader can see is, all right, we know you got to take that first step, but I feel like entrepreneurs can also still see where they got to get to, mm-hmm. right? So even if it might be foggy, but I know like outside of this foggy woods, like I know once I get out of the woods, the fog is also not there anymore. Like I feel like entrepreneurs can see that. I've always with 6am run. And a lot of people might be hearing this for the first time. Again, don't, we don't, don't rarely mention our products, but let me talk about the company. I've always known where 6am run can go and where it will go. Mm -hmm. What keeps me going is knowing every day we are one step closer to that, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And I took a bunch of different assessments to really learn myself and to learn how to go about doing business. Yes. There's a bunch of different ways to do business. So I took the Clifton Strengths 34 Strengths Finder, something is like that. I took something else called the BP10. Okay. And so my first attribute, my top one is a futuristic thinking. Okay. So that's why like that comes easy to me, you know, just thinking big picture and, but I'm a terrible COO. And that's why I love the Gary Vaynerchuk message of process, being process oriented, taken day by day, because I typically do not operate that way. Okay. And it also taught me, you know, taking those assessments also taught me about health as well. So a lot of times where we find incongruences with our fitness plans and why they sometimes are harder than others, because they don't match up with our psychology and who we are, Mm -hmm. we're trying to, you know, and if you know, you're not a all or nothing person and don't have, you know, something that's a little more extreme, like maybe a carnivore keto diet or something like that. And I mean, those things are fine, but if that doesn't fit your personality, you're someone who likes to go out to dinner, you're someone who loves like to have carbohydrates and everything. Why would you eliminate that? Just because you mm-hmm. you should. So, as you know, so that's the spill there to where these things kind of all tie into each other. And I definitely relate to you, what you mentioned about the company 6AM run and knowing that you have gotten one step closer to some of your benchmarks and goals. Mm-hmm. It's a great feeling and it's what keeps you going. And also knowing that the people that you're helping people out there as well is gives you energy. Oh, a thousand percent. What is your thought about when people ask the question, where do you see yourself in a year, five years, and 10 years? Mm-hmm. I have an answer for a year because I set a one-year vision that is written out. And then I also recorded myself reading that one-year vision. Okay. And I, and I listened to that. I listen to that recording every night when I go to bed. Oh, wow. Okay. So I listen to that. So one year I know, five years I have a, I mean, a general idea, but I mean, I'm not too granular with five and 10 years because a lot can change. Okay. And because we're constantly growing every day. So I don't necessarily worry about every minute detail. I have a big picture of where some things could go possibly. Right. If I decide to take it that way. Yeah. But I'm not marrying myself to that. And sometimes I think, I see it both ways. So I have some friends who have this crystal clear 25 year vision. This mm-hmm. is their sole objective, like they're working on. So say they're like Elon Musk, right? Where they're the Tesla, they're the SpaceX. It's this thing we're getting to Mars, right? But then there's other people where I know this company is going to grow and everything, but I don't know exactly what we're going to do. So like for myself, for example, I've mostly focused on one-on-one individual work. I like working with people, you know, so I don't have any digital products even though you could do something like that. And most fitness brands do have digital do like products. an app or do so, yeah. Yeah. I don't have any of that right now. Cause I'm not interested in that. I love right. the one-on-one approach. So maybe, you know, that maybe I'm losing some potential gain somewhere, but I love just working with one person. And then that one person can translate to helping so many other people. Cause that one person is better. There's potential. I'm getting interested in doing more corporate stuff, but 
who knows in five years, maybe I want to do digital products or stuff. Right. So, so that's where you leave room open. You're like, okay, I know we're growing. I'm going to grow into this. I might have some team members, some other coaches and everything, but there's space to let the universe kind of dictate what course and charters yeah. that we're going to go to next. Absolutely. Now I want to last question kind of toward that change. One thing I have to, and I've realized to adapt to, I am stubborn. I'm an only child. I do like things my way. What change? I think getting married, having my kids. Now I've got to, I really have to adapt and change to change, Mm -hmm. right? It's not fun. It's probably where I'll get the most frustrated. I'll tell you running helps obviously get that like anxiety and that I don't want to say anger. I'm not like an angry person, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just that frustration is the word I should use. Get the frustration out. Um, I think running is perfect to center me because I can't meditate. How are you though, where I'm getting out with that question? Sorry, it's long-winded. Uh, how are you with change? I'm a lot better now, just like yourself. I'm a lot better now. And it's more like I realize the world's always going to change. The yep. world's never going to stop. And it, at some point you just come to realize that why am I fighting and resisting these things that are going to happen anyway that yeah. I have no control over? And I should just go with them. Yeah. I love the feeling of control. That's probably my top three things that I value, you know, besides mm-hmm. feeling like I'm growing. I love to feel like I'm in control of every situation, which is probably why I'm so data driven. It's a great thing. And so it's the realization that I can't control that much in life. I can't control how people are going to respond. I can't control if people even take my advice or, or help anything. All I can do is just try to serve them to the best of my ability and try to move on. I'm still going to get frustrated a lot. Mm -hmm. And like you, uh, running helps, lifting weights helps, and boxing helps. I picked up boxing as well. Yeah, I picked up boxing as well because that's a different type of progression that I can let out. And then also I meditate. Yeah, I meditate some and I read different spiritual books. And I have a good community of people that I can talk to who are years ahead of me. And so sometimes when I think some of my problems and frustrations are unique, it's really not because okay. they've went through the same thing as well. And so when you realize that, it kind of just lets you know that, okay, this is the common path that many before me have been on and many after me are going to be on as well. And so that kind of just gives me some solace to kind of just chill out a little bit. Nice. Kind of like you're so open. Many of my major questions were answered right away. If you have a few messages, like obviously a lot of our listeners are really big fitness enthusiasts Mm -hmm. running, obviously important to many, if not most of, or all of our listeners, you are in this space. What are some things that maybe I didn't ask that you feel like we got to definitely make sure we touch on? We're kind of coming to like the fourth quarter of this conversation, but what, what are your thoughts? I think one of the things that's not mentioned as much when it comes to fitness is just how good it is to get you out of a rut. Mm-hmm. Like I think of about some of my toughest moments in life, very tough circumstances. And just saying that, okay, the world may feel like a dumpster fire around me right now. Mm-hmm. Work may feel chaotic. Maybe my relationships and personal life is a little chaotic right now. But the one thing I can always control is my health and fitness. Mm-hmm. And just going for a, a good run doesn't even matter the distance starts to give you a winning streak and you can use that momentum there to start improving and addressing some of the other areas that are not going as well right now. It's crazy. It's 
part of me growing up, right? Like it's also, I will say it's a good shield of sorts to mm-hmm. put something in a bubble. I'll say too, you talk about like we only child kind of experiences, my parents putting me in sports, right? I always say, and one thing that stays constant, my child, even she's my oldest is 14. I look back on it now, I'm 42, but I'm at 35. I was started wondering, I'm like, when I, especially as my child started getting older when I was 35, I was like, oh shit. I was like, I actually didn't have time to get in trouble. Yeah, if I'm, that makes I'm, sense. I'm 35 now. I relate to that. Yeah. I was like, I was so busy with basketball, soccer, sports, mm-hmm. go from school, go to practice, go to this, get home, maybe have time to eat and shower, sleep, and do some homework before the homeroom started, right? Like, then I look at, I think it started kind of sinking in. You go to your reunion, those kids that would go to so-and-so's house right after school and smoke up or like, I know CBD, weed, I am coming along myself. So I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus particularly, but I'm saying, but I look back on things and I'm like, dude, I didn't have time to get in trouble. I physically couldn't. Like if I wanted to get in trouble, I didn't have the time. Yeah, it's very hard. Even like with the environment, I look at the the set of friends I had. It was hard also because I mean, I play basketball. After the games, I hung out with who you would say are kind of the, I guess, the nerds and stuff instead of the the jocks and stuff who went out to parties and everything. And a lot of my 20s was spent in the process of trying to get into medical school because I was a late bloomer. It was a late decision for me. Mm -hmm. And so it was spent with that. And then during the tail end of that, after it's getting ready to start a business and learning about that and making a lot of mistakes with that, figuring a lot of things out. So I'm kind of like, I didn't have time to get Mm -hmm. in trouble. So I kind of don't understand where you have all this time. Plus I have so many interests and hobbies. So my time is always filled with just doing different things. Yeah. I mean, the the cool thing, right? Like I also read studies, like not even studies. Like I see, you know, my phone, for example, and my kids and I, a joking argument in our house, right? My kids are on TikTok like all the time. And one thing I try to teach them I never forget the first time one, my oldest daughter said, man, you're on there more than I am. And I tried to explain to her and it was crazy. It's sometimes it's harder because kids, I think, don't understand. Like, yes, but I get marketing ideas from this. I use, you know, Gary Vee always says, if you have a phone, you have a way to make money, right? And I tell her, like, I see what running hashtags are trending. Like, obviously what my customers, our customers are interested in. And I told her, I said, I will let you on Instagram, on TikTok 24-7 if it starts bringing you in money. And it's funny, I don't think they get that, they're children, I get it. But to your point of, also like even downtime, right? Like I might look like I'm on TikTok or whatever, but I'm also absorbing information from there. Why did this video go viral? Why is this so popular? I look at it and I think you're like me, maybe in in what you're talking about now, I view things a little bit more granular and different than Mm -hmm. just, oh, let me laugh at this particular TikTok. It's funny. I want to know more behind it. Why is this funny? Why are people loving it? What was the reason this person, like, it's just so much more to me. Same reason, like even Super Bowl. I love sports. I just said I love sports. Super Bowl for me is an amazing time of the year where I'm like, oh, let me see what these advertising agencies put together to knock our socks off, right? Like, so it, yeah, it looks like I'm hanging out, having at a Super Bowl party, watching, eating wings, watching the game, but I'm more interested in the commercials and where society is, stuff like that. So. Yeah. I went to a basketball game this weekend, a men's basketball game, and the game was entertaining. It was entertaining, right? But I'm there thinking, I'm like, I wonder how detailed their performance analytics is. Like, I wonder, like, 
like they're breathing when they're doing things like mouth taping and everything. And cause I'm thinking for myself, I need to talk to these people then if they're not doing that, cause they're leaving a lot of performance gains on there. So, wow. you know, kind of talking about like you, you see opportunity and things you can learn from and things that you can kind of add value to. And you want, yeah. the more you learn, the more you want to share. Mm-hmm. And so oh. I, I'm, I'm kind of like you, when I do watch basketball games and I watched a little of the Sixers game last time, I'm a Philly fan. I watched, I don't watch sports nice. that much anymore, but I watched it. And I'm just curious to, you know, when I see the players on the sideline, with the bikes and the different equipment now that they're using to keep their knees warm to handle cramps. I saw the NTA guy he had a cramp and they had this device now, right? I remember when I had a cramp, somebody just tried to rub their my calf muscle. Uh-huh. Now they got this device that does it, right? And then they got the little rollers and everything. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, I love the back end stuff, the stuff that makes up the end product. I love everything you're saying. Like I said, as we kind of wrap this up, um, again, great, great time with you. Thank you so much for you know being on here. I know I said it already, but maybe last words. Also, I have it here. We're going to put everything in the bio of this podcast. But can you reiterate, please, the website, how people can get a hold of you? Um, And before you do that, let me ask you, with obviously the world today, are you able to see people like virtually? Like, how has that been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see I see people virtually and I see people in person. You know, with the way I do things, I'll go out to someone to do some of my initial stuff. So, yeah, because I love that aspect. And so I really pour into it. People have my personal number. It's just the only way I see doing things. You know, I read Tim Grover's book and he made a good point that in terms of he wanted to be one of the best at his craft, his particular craft. And he was on 24 seven and people are not going to take it. People are not, they're not going to abuse that, but it's a way to give different higher level service to distinguish yourself. There's a thousand trainers out there. There's probably other people who are an executive health consultants as well. I just haven't met them yet, but I want to set the precedent if there hasn't been so when people do hear something like that, or they do hear something along like I do, I have set the standard and the culture for what is expected of that. So that's yeah. kind of what I keep in my head. I love that. I love it. Where can they get a hold of you? Any kind of like I said, any last words? Where can our audience, if they are interested in learning more, talking mm-hmm. to you, where can they meet you? Last thing word first is as a general life philosophy, I always say, do it for the intention, not the attention. Wow. And that's just, you can put that across the board in multiple different areas of your life to just be very intentional with why you go about things and why you do things. And it's also freeing when you come to that conclusion as well. And to reach out to me, it's a, I'll give you a couple of different options since people have different tastes. So the website is theartoffitnessinlife.com and the podcast, since you're listening to this amazing podcast already, go ahead and subscribe over to mine, which is Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs. And if you just want to email me with a question or anything, and it's Julian, J-U-L-I-A-N, at theartoffitnessandlife.com. And, yeah, and go ahead. And I'm happy to, you know, happy to answer any types of questions, and it doesn't even have to be health-related. It doesn't matter. I didn't get here by myself, and so I, I, you know, I'm always open to answer questions. I actually take it as quite an honor that someone would even reach out. It's still to this day, it's, it's still always new, because I remember when I first got started, it was crickets, absolute crickets. And so you never forget that feeling. And that's what I think a lot of, even me to this day, I think, but it does make you respect the journey a little bit more. Look, we all want to get to the point where we have hundreds of customers and clients and mm-hmm. everyone knows our name. You know what I mean? And I think for some people it's, it's easy. They maybe some, one thing might go viral for them. Awesome. Kudos to you. For other people, I think there is an appreciation for the work. You're a podcaster, yeah. you know, we are seeing every episode, you know, 
it grow, for example, even if it's three more downloads than the previous episode, there's so much satisfaction and gratification in just seeing those little wins. If one episode had gone viral and we just all of a sudden were this now big podcast, let's say, Mm -hmm. listen, I'm sure I'm the type of person I would still be grateful, but I know that I'm also the type of person that doesn't mind going ahead and doing the hard work to make things happen as well. Yeah. So I think you're hit, you and I are very similar and you're hitting those nails on the head. So I needed this. I needed this. Like if, if I would have had instant success, it would have been a total disaster. Right. Because I was not mature. Even I look at myself, even four years ago, compared to who I am now, Julian at 31 to Julian at 35 right now, I'm a lot more mature and I'm able to handle that success. And even more when it comes compared to if I was 30, 31, because I would have blown it and I wouldn't have respected it. And also the thing is like from a business perspective, having no resources, no connections at the beginning, it's beneficial to a certain extent because you become more resourceful. You, oh, become, you become more skilled at your craft. Whereas a lot of people who start with everything and they have everything given to them, they don't really learn the skills and they become overly reliant on their resources. Yeah. And so they don't have a lot of substance underneath that. So it's a gift to have to come up, quote unquote, from the bottom or ground zero. Hey, Drake, look, Drake said it best, right? He did. He did. No, listen, Julian, this has been a pleasure. Guys, we'll put everything. Julian is a very, obviously, as you guys see in this podcast, such a very positive, bright person. You know, uh, you guys, unfortunately, we do a lot. We do audio. We may start hopefully soon. I don't know. By the time Julian's podcast will be edited, we put it out. But you guys can't see Julian. He's been smiling the whole time. Really great ball of energy. I thank you for your time. I thank you what you do. There needs to be more people like you um, out there. So don't stop. You know, like I said, and that's why I kind of said what I said at the end there. I think that we're right now talking into two mics and we're two people we like but you know you never know what and who you're affecting that hears it right so don't stop what you're doing julian you know spreading even just even if it's just a physical fitness message keep doing that guys everyone who listens thank you so much and no i really really appreciate it julian thank you again and maybe we'll have to probably do this like maybe like in the summer or fall for like a part two sounds good man sounds good we'll definitely talk more about running oh definitely all right julian thank you so much Thank you. All right, guys. Everyone, have a great day. Bye-bye.